I'm going to chat just for a little bit, and then we are, uh, we're going to keep praying and worshiping together. Is that okay with you? Good. Before I get started, uh, I do want to give a shout out to my home team. Where's DSM at? DSM, are you here? Yeah. Love you guys. So fun to be here and to be with you guys and worshiping and spending this time together. I think there's been a very evident theme of, the Lord, of what the Lord's been speaking in these past couple days. And as I prayed for you, as I prayed for this moment, I felt like the Lord put some different ideas in my heart. And so uh, I want to talk, imagine this, as we spend time together, I want to talk a little bit about prayer. And I know you said, but haven't we heard about prayer? And that's the point. Yes, we have. Pastor Brady this morning challenged us to be men and women of prayer. Last night, Pastor Mark talking about prayer walking and the power of everything going back to prayer. Even, even what we're doing here, spending time in the afternoons where what we're doing is we're crying out in prayer. We have morning prayer meetings where we're doing the first prayer room 24 hours a day during the conference. And I mean, why are we doing so much of this prayer thing? And I just want to let you know, I think that God is not whispering something. I think he's shouting something to us. I think he is, he is wanting to speak so clearly his desire for us to be men and women of prayer, for us to be men and women that contend, for us to be men and women that converse with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So I just want to jump right in in the book of James, James 4, starting in verse 2, says, you have not because you ask not, or you do not have because you do not ask. And when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. The truth is, is that prayer is probably the most simple thing that we can do in our Christian faith. As, as we follow Jesus, the, the, the simplicity of prayer is amazing. It's so easy to do, and yet it seems so hard. And yet, at the same time, it's so easy, and it's such the most foundational thing. And so I hope my prayer for you, my prayer for us, is that we fall in love with being men and women of prayer. I think it's interesting, even as I read the book of James there, it says we don't have because we don't ask. And so the important thing is that we are, that we are people that ask God to move and that we pray. But then it went on to talk about that. And when we ask, we don't receive because we ask with wrong motives. I think that's an interesting thing when we start to think about what are our motives in prayer. So I, I was thinking about that and I was like, what, what are some times that I have weird motives when I pray? And, uh, and, and it came quickly to me. See, I am a, uh, I'm a pretty big college football fan and uh, it's not just college football. I'm a big Oklahoma Sooner fan. And, uh, and it's amazing. How, yeah, right. It's amazing how much uh, my prayer life goes up in the fall. Saturday evening, Saturday afternoons, man, I am a prayer warrior. For three hours every Saturday, I am just praying. I am believing for the Sooners to win and God to intervene and, and to move. And uh, this last year, we had a rough year. And uh, we were actually on tour. And we were uh, in Texas. And it was, all, it was a game day. And we, we didn't have an event that night. So we were all hanging out. And so this was, this was the day of the uh, OU-OSU game. This is Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. It's called Bedlam because we hate each other. And, uh, and so uh, there, there's a, a young lady in DLA, Jordan. She uh, is an OSU fan. And uh, so we had, a, we, we, we had a little wager, you know, a friendly little wager that uh, if OU 
one, then she would have to put, wear an OU shirt and put on Facebook that, she's a, that she loves the Sooners and she hates the Cowboys. And, uh, and for me, it was if OU lost and the Cowboys won that I had to preach in a cowboy shirt. That, that was a, that was a, that was a, I was, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. And so let me tell you, for those three hours, I was praying. I was like, oh God, for the love, would you please let the Sooners win? Please, whatever it takes. I'm not going to lie. It was, it's pretty obvious that I had wrong motives uh, because they lost badly. And, uh, and so, you know, I'm still waiting. Listen, I don't own a cowboy shirt. So I, I told Jordan, you have to provide the shirt for me if I'm going to wear it. But I did wear orange. I'm wearing orange. I'm wearing the ugliest cowboy orange ever. And so, uh, so there you go, Jordan, you win. But I pray, you know, but, but we pray, when we pray, how often do we have wrong motives? I think it's bigger than just those little things. The, the truth is, is that I think sometimes we've set prayer up to be a little bit of uh, a consumer product. Almost like prayer is some kind of currency that if we, if we do it enough, it's all about where we want to pray so that we get things. And I've even, I, I, I've even fallen into, you know, really wanting to inspire young people to pray. So I want to talk about, man, here's what happens. You know, people pray and then God does this and, and telling as many stories. And, and we've got stories from, from the first prayer room. We've got stories from prayer meetings in the past where it is true. We see God's people praying and then all of a sudden amazing things happen. But the issue is, is that I don't think prayer is, the, the point of prayer is not just to get things to happen. It's not just so that we can get things or see miracles or see God move in power. Jesus actually re- rebuked in, in the book of Matthew when, when uh, people came up to him and they said, hey, show us some miracles so that we'll believe you. And he said, listen, if, if it's going to take miracles for you to believe in me, then I'm only going to give you one. And that's the sign of Jonah. Speaking of his death and resurrection, spending three days in the ground. I think sometimes we, we, we go after this idea of trying to, man, we, just, I want, we want to pray so that we can get stuff. I think there's a, an epidemic of young people that are starting to check out of prayer because of that. They've prayed and they've prayed. They've asked and they haven't seen. So they started to ask, man, why should I really pray? What's the point? If I pray and I don't see God do anything, is there a point? And I think we're seeing on, on even like, I was hearing a story of even on uh, Christian college campuses where people, young college students that are, believe in Jesus, they're like, I just don't get it. I don't, I, don't, I don't know why I should pray. Because if I pray, it doesn't seem to do anything. It's because somehow we've programmed ourselves to think that the point of prayer is simply to get stuff. I, I was having a conversation with a young lady one time and she was like, I want to know, tell me just like, what's the craziest thing that you've ever seen the answer to prayer? And she just wanted me to tell like these crazy stories of, of, of miracles or, or, or healing or whatnot. And it just kind of hit me. It's like, I don't know that that really is the question that we need to be asking. Well, what's, but we're so fascinated with what's the craziest thing. But the truth is, is that prayer is not mostly about getting stuff. Prayer is simply us conversing with God. And it's mostly about us getting to know him. Prayer is, I, I want to paint this picture for you. I want you to realize who it is that we 
get to talk to. If I was to title this today, if you're taking notes, you can write down the title. The title of my talk today is OMG. He wants to talk with me. (laughs) OMG, he wants to talk with me. Here's the deal, friends. We have a God who is awesome and powerful and real. And he wants to talk with you. He wants to converse with you. He wants to hear what's going on in your heart and your life. He wants to be close to you. I think sometimes we've, we've mistaken prayer and we've replaced, we, we've treated it as if God is a genie and prayer is wishing. But that's not how it works. The beauty of this story is that this is a relationship where we get to converse and have conversation and, and unite with and partner with the living God. And, and so I think if we have a wrong perspective of prayer, I think if we, if we think that prayer doesn't really, we don't, we're asking the question, why should we pray? Listen, the answer, the, the question why is not the problem. The question is not, asking why should I pray? That is not the problem. The problem is that the answers that we're looking for. The answer we're looking for is I should pray because if I pray, then I'll get blank. But the answer is that why, sh- why not pray? Listen, here's who we are. We are finite, carnal, mortal, created beings. And we are invited to converse and petition the infinite, immortal, eternal, uncreated, all-powerful, all-knowing, living creator God. And we want to ask the question, why? We want to ask, what's the point? Like, why should I? Listen, I'm not saying that when we pray that, that nothing happens. That's, that's the opposite of the truth. I'm not saying that, that when we are in need that we shouldn't pray. No, 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 absolutely we should. But prayer at its core, at its core is an invitation from God to talk with and converse with you for you to get to know his heart, for you to get to become more like him. Let me paint this picture. Um, America, I think we're kind of obsessed with celebrity. We like celebrities. We want to be famous. Uh, our generation is, is more concerned with being famous than successful. You know, we're, we're, more, we're more concerned with how many people are following us on Twitter, how many Facebook friends we have and whatnot. We love celebrity. Last, last fall, there was this, this crazy thing that was sweeping the country. It was called Tebow mania. I don't know if you've heard of this. There were people, I mean, there were people taking pictures of themselves Tebowing everywhere. They, they made up a verb. T-bowing, what does that even mean? But now it means something. I want you to picture if Tim Tebow was to walk into this room right now. And yeah, right. If he was to come up to you and be like, hey, Isaac, what's up, buddy? You want to go grab some coffee? I think that you, what, I want you to picture that moment. And I want you to be like, hmm, what would my response be? I don't think many of us in that moment would be like, you know, Tim, I don't really know why. It doesn't really make sense to me that we would go get coffee. Why? why, why? I mean, what good is that going to do me? We'd be like, listen, if you like Tim Tebow or not, I don't care. You would be like, if Tim Tebow is asking me to go get coffee, 
at the very minimum, I'm probably going to get to ride in a sweet car and he'll pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go get some coffee. I'm, that's great. Sure. Why, we don't, we, if he was walking here, we wouldn't be like, ah, Tim, I appreciate the invitation, but ah, it just doesn't make sense to me. And it, I don't know what it's going to do for me. If we go, we're going to be like, uh, yeah, sure. Why? Why? In terms of like, why do you want to go to coffee with me? And he's like, I don't know. You're just cool. I like you. And we're like, oh. I am pretty cool, aren't I? I know, right? Because Tim Tebow wants to go to coffee with me. I mean, don't you think that'd be cool? Tim, come on in here. No, I'm just joking. Tim Tebow's not here. That, that would have been a great moment though. I imagine what happens. I mean, we get, we're so fascinated with celebrity just because we're someone who's famous because he prayed in an end zone and people started taking pictures of themselves doing that. What happens when the creator, awesome, all-powerful, all-knowing, infinite God says, hey, I want to hang out with you. The question we ask is not, why God? I don't understand the point of it. We're, we should be like, okay, I'm in. Whatever, yeah, let's do, let's, all the time. I'm great. You want to hang out now or later? Now and later? Awesome, I'm, that's great with me. See, the, the issue is not, I, I, if, if we're not praying, and, and if we're young men and young women who aren't praying, it's not just that we have a wrong perspective of what prayer really is. I think it's probably that we have a wrong perspective of who God really is. But we need to know who this God is. So, so, so that is, listen, the best thing that you can do, and, and Pastor Brady talked about this this morning, the best thing you can do for your prayer life is worship. Because if you worship him and you begin to sing about who he is and you begin to speak about how awesome and great he is and, and that reality gets in you and then you begin to think, OMG, he wants to talk with me. Oh my God, he, literally my God, wants to talk with me. That's a big deal. And that will change your life. And no longer is it really so much about, hey, God, I really need this. Can you give it to me now? Hey, God, I really need this in this moment. How about you provide it now? No, 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 no. It's like, oh my goodness. God wants to talk with me. He wants to hang out with me. He wants to know me and I get to know him. What? You must be crazy. I know you think I'm crazy. Let's go to Exodus. Last night, Pastor Mark talked through Exodus 33. I love that scripture about Joshua where he stayed in the tent. I want to go stay in Exodus 33, but I want to talk about Moses. So the tent of meeting, this was a tent when the people set up camp. Moses, they, had, they set up their whole little campground. They set up everything. And then they put a tent on the outside uh, of the camp in order for people to go meet with God. And so if you read Exodus 33, you find out that this tent is on the outside and, and people would go and they'd pray to God there. And when Moses went there, all the people would just go watch because a cloud would come down. The presence of God would be there on the tent and Moses would hang out with God. And all the people were just like, there's a cloud of God right there. His presence is in the tent with Moses. And they just watched. They just hung out. They got some popcorn. What's going to happen? 
I don't know, but God's presence is like a hundred feet away from me. I want to read what happened in this tent. Verse 12, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I want you to hear this. You have said, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. God told Moses, I know you by name and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. Then the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all other people on the face of the earth? The Lord replied, I will do the very thing you've asked because I am pleased with you. And again, and I know you by name. There's a couple things that are in this passage that I I want us to really focus on. If we are to be a people like the God we serve, we need to be in his, in his presence. It is in his presence that marks us to be like him. We are people that are marked by being in the presence of God. We are changed by being in the presence of God. That's what we are invited to be. And so listen, if you want to be someone that the world can tell that you're a follower of Jesus, the important thing is that you place yourself before him, that you take intentionality, in order to spend time with him. But I'll tell you what's crazy. What's crazy is that God, almighty, all-knowing, all-powerful, tells Moses, Mo, I know you by name. They hung out. It says in here, in a, little hot, a little bit earlier, it says that Moses hung out with God and they talked as one man talks to his friends. Moses talked to God as a man talks to his friends. I went through a phase where I really tried that. And uh, I'd go to prayer meetings and I'd be hanging out. And this was, this was literally, this was my prayer life for a while. This is how I, how I would do it. I'd be like, sup God? Dog, I just pray that you would uh, move today. And, and gee, I just, man, this is, this is, we need you really bad right now. Man, it's been tough around here, but you know, I know you're tight. We're tight. I'm not even joking. I would, I, you think you're like, bro, you're making that up. No, I'm not making that up. That was a real part of my life story. And uh, I've apologized since then. But, you know, Moses talked to God as one man talked to a friend, talked to his friend. If Moses can talk to God as a man talks to his friend, that means Moses was just a dude. That means God will talk to us and we can be marked and changed in his presence. We have a God that desires to talk with you. He wants to be with you. He wants to be near you. He wants to know you and for you to know him. And the question we ask is, I don't know if I should pray because I've prayed before and I haven't seen God answer. So I don't know if prayer really works. Prayer doesn't work. What are you talking about? It doesn't work. God wants to talk with you. That's a big deal. Let's go to Exodus 6. This is crazy too. Exodus 6. This is God, again, God hanging out, talking with Moses. That's correct, God talking with a guy, with just a guy. God said to Moses, verse two, I am the Lord, it says, I am Yahweh. I appeared to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob 
as God Almighty or as El Shaddai. But by my name, the Lord, I did not make myself known to them. This is crazy. God was talking to Moses. And do you know what he said to him? He said, Moses, I've revealed myself before as God Almighty. I've revealed myself before as all-powerful, the God that can do incredible things. But you know what? Those guys didn't know me by name. Here's my name, Yahweh. We have a God that has a name and he wants to share it with you. He is personal. He wants to be close to you. He, He wants you to know him so much so that the King of kings and Lord of lords, the creator of everything, wants us to know his name. To where before he had only revealed himself as El Shaddai, he'd only revealed himself as Almighty, which is pretty awesome too. But he was like, Moses, I want you to know I have a name and I am now going to reveal myself to my people in a personal way. We have have the opportunity to know God, to know him. He has a name. We get to know his name. We We get to be close to him. And he says to you, I know you by name. I want to be close to you. I want to hang out with you. And so at the end of the day, let me tell you, the reason that we're talking about prayer so much, the reason we're talking about being men and women that pray and intercede is not mostly for the things that we can get. It's mostly for who we get to know. It's mostly about that we have been invited to have conversation. God is walking in. He's saying, hey, let's go get coffee. Let's talk. I think that's a pretty big deal. I think it's pretty, it's unreal to me. And then we read that we have a God, that this God is for us, that he loves us. And all of a sudden, there's, it begins to fade in terms of the whole, well, I don't know why I should. I don't know. If I, and all of a sudden we're like, man, I, I just want to spend time with God. Next is 33. It says that when we spend time with God, what happens is that we are marked by his presence. So I believe that if we are people that pray, the thing that actually starts to happen is that we begin to get changed. We become to to be molded and shaped into the man that he's created you to be, into the woman he's created you to be. We get filled with the Holy Spirit And it causes our spirit to be energized. It causes our spirit to find joy and peace and patience. As we spend time with God, it moves within us and and everything about us. We decrease and he increases. Mother Teresa said this. She said, love to pray. Feel often during the day the need for prayer and take trouble to pray. For prayer enlarges the heart until it is capable of containing God's gift of himself. Ask and seek and your heart will grow big enough to receive him. We want to receive him. We want to be people that that find ourselves full of the Holy Spirit, full of God. Prayer wasn't meant to be a duty-based bartering system where we just have to come before God and and if we ask enough, if if we say it enough times, then God will do something. No, he is inviting us into relationship. He is inviting us to know him, to find out who he is. And in that place, we become like him. In that place, we learn what's on his heart. We learn what he likes. We learn who he is. And because of that, 
then not only does prayer change us, then we get to be a part through prayer of God changing what's going on around us. We get to be a part through prayer of God changing this planet. When you pray, God does move. When you pray, we do see answers and we can tell stories of a young man who prayed and there was a miracle of a young woman who started praying and days later, hours later, years later, I don't know, but we can tell the stories of the different things that God has done. But at the end of the day, when you talk to people that take time to pray, they will most likely tell you this wasn't mostly about what happened. It was in the end, it was mostly about me connecting with my king. And through that, I got to know what was on his heart. When Jesus taught us to pray, he said, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. First John says, if we ask anything according to his will, then we can know what we ha- that we have what we have asked for. Well, how do we know his will? How do we know what he wants to do? We got to get to know him. And the more we spend time getting to know him, then the more we can know that our prayers are answered. Psalm 37, four, we we love this verse. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Here's why. It's because you first delighted in him. When you delight in him, when you love spending time with God, when you find out who he is, then our hearts begin to get changed. Our hearts begin to be marked by his presence. And the, thing we, the things we desire, it's no longer, oh God, I pray that today you will let a girl come up and tell me she likes me because that would be so awesome. Oh God, I pray that today I won't fail this test that I never studied for. Oh God, I pray that this cop that's walking up behind me won't give me the ticket that I so deserve. Oh God, it's not about those kind of prayers. All of a sudden we get to realize, oh my goodness, OMG. He wants to talk with me. God wants to talk with us and our hearts get to, to, to encounter him. And we begin to get changed into his image. Now we begin to pray the things that are on his heart. I've been, Amy, this is my wife, Amy over here. Amy and I have been married four years this summer. Let me tell you. There are things, because we are married, I know her so well. And there are things that I know that, that if I ask her, I know that that's what, that she'll say yes. For instance, let's say I'm watching a game and I look at her and I'm like, Aim, if I turn this game off, will you sit and talk with me? If I ask that question, I know her response is going to be yes. She'll turn that game right off and she'll talk with me. And I'll be like, wow, look at that. I asked you and you did it. I also know the things that if I ask won't so much be what she wants. Like for instance, I'm like, aim, there's a game on. Would you go cook me dinner so I can keep watching this and then go wash my car. That would be fantastic. I know that if I asked that, she might be like, uh, I don't think so. Because I know her, I know the things to ask. I know what she, I know her responses because I know her, I can ask. So when we get to know God, we know his heart, we can know the things that we are to pray for. We can know the things that if I pray for this, I know God will answer and I can stand on the truth because I know his character. I know who he is and I know he wants to do this. I know that when Jesus was on planet earth, he walked and he healed people. I know he's a God that heals. So I can pray for healing because I know he wants to do that. We get to know who he is. We know that we can have confidence in approaching his throne and asking because we know what's on his heart. But listen, there's other times where Amy, simply because she loves me, 
will say, hey, why don't you watch this game? I would love to cook you dinner so you can just hang out. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Listen, God wants to do that for you. There are times where he will say, he wants to just give you good gifts. He's a good father that loves to shower his love and shower his gifts on you. If we delight in him, listen, we sang it earlier. Do you know that God delights in you? Do you know that God, you, I want you to, I want you to say, everybody say, say me, I, say I. Because me would be bad English and Brandon would yell at me. Say I. I bring God joy. I want you to say that. That was so robotic. Do it again like you mean it. You bring the eternal, awesome, uncreated creator God delight and joy like no one else on earth can. And he wants to hang out with you and talk with you. And as you do that, you will be shaped into his image. You will become more like him. You will become someone that that loves to pray because you're loving who, who he is. You'll get to know his heart. And then we can know that we can approach his throne with confidence, with boldness and strength because we know him. We have a God that loves us. And no matter where you're at, no matter who you are, he wants to talk with you. And so I don't want, I don't want you to feel like, oh, well, I'm, I'm kind of new at this thing. And you know, maybe, maybe you're just starting and you just gave your life to Jesus or maybe you're still wondering, should I? And so you're like, well, are you telling me that, that because I don't really know him yet that my prayers don't get answered? Oh no, that is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that he wants to talk with you. And, and more than anything, he is inviting you and asking you, come hang out. Let's talk and you will come and you will say, God, I barely know you, but, but this is a real need that I have and it will be joyous. I mean, he, I, I, believe, I believe that some of the greatest prayers are those of people that just are, are, are just crazy enough to have faith to pray no matter what. So I'm not telling you that there's any kind of earning. I'm not telling you that somehow if we, if we pray more and get to know God more that we've earned it. I'm just saying that as we get to know him, we get changed, we get to know his heart he begins to put the desires of his heart into us. And there's a confidence and a boldness and he's inviting you into that. He is inviting you. You have been invited by God to partner with him, to be his coworker, to come apart, come alongside. He has given you a role and that role is simple. It's to pray, it's to ask, it's to seek Notice when Jesus said, ask and seek and knock, that asking and seeking are right there together. We want to seek after him and we want to ask. And if we will delight ourselves in him, if we will spend time saying yes to the, to the great invitation of prayer, you will be changed. In his presence, you will be marked Moses said that not just about himself. He said it about all the people of God. He said, how else will the world know that we are your people if your presence does not mark us? We want to be a people marked by his presence. So what am I saying today? I am encouraging you, no matter where you're at, to say yes to the simplicity of talking with God. 
And it doesn't have to be eloquent. It doesn't have to be where you feel like you know what you're saying. You know, Martin Luther said, the fewer the words, the better the prayer. I think that's true a lot of times. But I'm just saying we have an incredible God that is beyond all searching. That is beyond, I mean, he is, there is no one like him. And he wants to hang out with you. Literally. Like he wants you to talk with him. And through that, I know that your prayers are powerful and you will begin to be someone who walks down the hallways of your school and you're in, you know, the the scripture says to pray continually. That seems really hard. It's like, I should pray all the time. Like, can I eat? You know, I mean, can I do anything else? But what happens if we start to be in constant conversation and communion with God? Then, we're walking down the hallway of our school and we see someone who's hurting and our heart breaks for them because God heart breaks for them. And so we say, man, I wanna go pray for them. And we pray for them and they're healed or we pray for them and they give their life to Jesus or whatever it may be. Listen, when we pray, God does move. But I'm not up here today to try and convince you to somehow, oh, I want you to pray because I want you to be someone who sees miracles. When you pray, I believe that when you pray, you will see miracles. But I don't think that that is the best motivation. I don't think that that is our bottom line motivation. Our motivation is that we get to know him. We get to spend time with him. He changes us. He puts his heart in our heart. What an invitation. We love talking about and praying, James 4, 8, that if we will draw near to him, he will draw near to us. So if we would be people that draw near to God, the simplicity of it, the basics of it. I'm not telling you how much to pray. I'm not trying to put any kind of weird, like you need to do, it takes a lot of prayer. All I'm saying is let's just be fascinated. Let's just be fascinated and undone with the fact that the God of the universe wants to talk with me. He wants me to talk to him and he wants to share his heart with me. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. We get to hear from him. He will speak to you. So that's where we're at today. That's what, that, if, if you leave with anything, I just want, I want us to begin to ask God, okay, God, teach me what that means. Show me how great that is. So I think the best thing that we can do is to worship him. And if we would worship him and find out how great and awesome he is, then it will light your prayer life on fire because you realize, man, I get to hang out with him. I get to pray with, to him. Prayer is the most simple thing we can do, yet it's the most basic thing. I mean, it's the most simple thing, yet it's the most important thing. Simple and basic are kind of the same word. We can have depth in God through the simplicity of prayer. It doesn't make sense, but we get to do it. So we're gonna spend the next few moments together just doing that, going before the throne of God, and saying, God, I want to know you. I want to worship you. And because I am your son, because I am your daughter, I get to petition you. I get to ask. I get to believe that when I ask, you hear me and you move. And I believe that in these next few moments, we will see mighty things happen. We will see miracles. We will see healings, chains broken off of hearts. 
all of that. So Corey, if you guys want to come back up. We're going to start just by, just by going into this, just worshiping, just gazing on him. The God that loves you. The God that sees you. The God that knows you. The God that wants to be with you. He wants to give you the desires of your heart if we would delight ourselves in him. So I want you to go, go ahead and just stand up with me. And if you want to come down front, we're, just gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna go into time of prayer together. And listen, as we pray, we're gonna ask for big things. And we're gonna know that because he loves us, because he is a good father, he will give good gifts. I just want you to go ahead and stretch out your hands. I want to pray for you. Jesus, I thank you for the great invitation to know you, for the great invitation to be close to you. I thank you that you are not distant. I thank you that you are not far off. I thank you that you want each one of us to know you in an intimate and close way. Jesus, you are infinite and yet you're so personal. Just right where you're at, I wanna invite you, just, just begin, even as I said, I, I think that if we would expand, as we expand our view of God, as we begin to understand who he is, it messes with us when we know how much he wants to know us and us know him. So just, in your own language with how you know him. Just begin to say the names of God or the attributes that you know to be true of him. Just begin to worship using your words. Just right now, go ahead and actually speak it out loud. John 15 says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. If we remain in him, if we know him, he will remain in us. And because of that, we can ask whatever we need. Because of that, we can ask whatever we like, and it is to God's glory to answer prayers. He is the one that receives the glory. He's the one, when we see sickness gone, being healed, He receives the glory. We didn't do anything. We just were obedient to pray. When we see lives restored, He receives the glory. When we pray and we keep asking God to move in our generation, when we see revival happening, it's to his glory. If we will abide in him, if we will draw close to him, if we will stay personal, know him, he will, this is a promise, God will be close to you. I want to 
I wanna challenge us to view prayer as primarily interacting with God and getting to know Him and our hearts being expanded to know what's on His heart. And the overflow of that is that we get to intercede, we get to contend, and we get to see the power of God move on planet Earth. All right, let's just worship Jesus together.